from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Well, that was eight years ago, and my voice was not back then where it is today. Uh, so that was part of it for sure. Part so, of it was some whiskey and thing. cigarettes have developed yeah. your voice? Or? Yeah. Um, years ago, that is the truth. Uh, well, better men than me don't have it better than I do. While the one was lying next to you. To me, country music is, is just story songs. Um, and so a lot of my influences are more Heartland American rock. We get cold country today, but you know, we're not super southern about it. I'm Sarah Fenske. Matt Jordan is a native of Eureka aiming for country music stardom. He sold his cybersecurity business to devote himself to that pursuit full time. Well, that was 2019, and 2020 and 2021 proved spectacularly tough years for musicians. But Matt Jordan has kept busy, regularly releasing new singles throughout the pandemic. His newest song came out last month. It's called Heart of the Heartland. And that is Heart of the Heartland by Matt Jordan. He's a country artist based in Baldwin, and these days also spending a lot of time in Nashville. He performs at Blueberry Hills Duck Room this Friday, and he joins us now to share more. Matt Jordan, welcome. Hey there, thanks for having me. So Matt, I understand Heart of the Heartland uh, paints this picture of driving down I-70. Does the Heartland then start in St. Louis? I think that the Heartland, to me, the Heartland is Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, Iowa, all those states. And so it was just a compelling image driving down 70 all the way west out of St. Louis, you know. So you're driving west, and and the song sort of starts at midnight. I get the sense Mm -hmm. you're in kind of a small town, decide to pick up, head toward the ocean. You got it. Does the songwriter make it there? I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's a song about hope and, and starting a new adventure. And so this this uh, heartland that you're depicting in this song, this is a Midwestern landscape. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think of country music as, as being more Southern. You even have a reference to sort of the Rust Belt in there. Yep. Do you think there's room for um, more of a Rust Belt focus in country music these days? I think so. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do is really um, focus on the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. You know, I grew up here and... Um, I think country music does have a uh, reputation of being Southern music. And to me, country music is is just story songs. Um, And so a lot of my influences are more heartland American rock uh, than they are country, even we get bucketed in country. But um, yeah, I think that the Midwest is a great place for country music. And I think songs like this, uh, people can relate to. They grew up around here. So when you're talking like heartland American rock, I'm thinking Mellencamp. Like I'm barking up the right tree here. Of course, John Mellencamp, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, Bob Seger, all those guys. So this is more classic rock. Yes, I would consider those are my influences. I grew up on, you know, George Strait and Garth Brooks and stuff, too. But uh, I'm more influenced by Heartland American Rock and we get cold country today. But 
you know, we're not super Southern about it. So you feel like this is the kind of the same music that you grew up on. Mm-hmm. They might give it a different label. Yeah. Okay. And I think that if, if Bruce Springsteen or John Mellencamp was coming out today, I think they would be considered country artists. Um, their genre just kind of gone away. Interesting. Uh, yeah. World, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not much coming out where you'd say that guy sounds like a young Springsteen. Yeah. Maybe I think that because I'm not listening to country music. There's a little bit of it in country, but to be fair, there's not a lot of that stuff happening right now. So is that harder that you're you're kind of going against the grain of where popular music is going right now? You're you're not so easy to define. Yes, it is. It is challenging, but it's also fun because I think it's a. Uh, I think there is a gap in the market. You know, country music has really gone. Um, pretty poppy and, and um, pretty hard rock in the last couple of years, last decade probably, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's more challenging to find our lane. Um, but I do believe there's a place for it, you know. There is that lane. Yeah, I think so. So you moved to Nashville originally to be a songwriter. Mm-hmm. At that point, were you thinking of yourself as someone who'd sing your own songs? I was not. I really did move there intending to write songs for other people. You um, have a great voice. I'm kind you. of curious why you would not want to be with that. <laughs> well, that was eight years ago, and my voice was not back then where it is today. Uh, so that was part of it for sure. Part some, of it was Some whiskey and thing. cigarettes have developed yeah. your voice? Or? yeah. <laughs> Um, years ago, that is the truth. Um, yeah, I think that it was a confidence thing too. I hadn't, I didn't have a lot of performing experience at the time. And so being on stage scared me. And now, you know, really once I got to Nashville and started playing some songs and, and getting out and playing a bit, I realized I wanted to be the ones to, the one to sing my songs. Yeah. And so then did you have to sort of consciously like pivot to, okay, I'm going to spend time on, on performing, not so much just, you know, writing these amazing lyrics. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I really did continue writing a lot, but it was more writing for my sound and trying to figure out what my sound was and not trying to write what was commercial or hitting on radio at the time, which is kind of what I was trying to do when I first moved to be a songwriter. Um, and then, of course, yeah, we had to figure out how to get shows, you know. Uh, and so we we did that, you know, years ago, and then the pandemic hit, and obviously that made it more challenging. So you were doing this out in Nashville. What led you decide to move back? You're now in Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I know you still spend a lot of time there, but what made you decide to make this your, your base camp? It's home. You know, St. Louis is always home, and I love Nashville, and there are days when I miss Nashville like crazy. Uh, but my wife and I decided to start a family, and both our families are here, and we're both close to our families, and it was just important for us to be back here raising our kids around our family. And, um, yeah, it's it's different doing it in St. Louis than it was in Nashville for sure, but uh, I'm glad to be back. It's, it's good to be here. So you now have three kids. I do. Your youngest is like really little. Three months today. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. So you're like still in the hard part oh, right there. Oh, we're in the hard part, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so is that hard? This is the point where things are starting to open up a little bit again. Mm-hmm. People are willing to, to be there for for live shows, and yet you've got a three-month-old. You can't just strand your wife at this point. I don't strand my wife, but she is very supportive. Uh, we, we just played in Nashville last week, and she came down and brought the kids. And, wow. Uh, her mom came down with her and, and watched the kids during the show, so Jenna could come and uh, yeah, I don't strand her, but she is very supportive of it. She's a good, good dreaming partner for me. That is a good dreaming partner. Yeah, she is. Well, I want to play a track. I feel like this track might be a little bit on point with when we're talking about the dad thing. We'll see. We'll yeah. talk about it after we play it. This is from your first EP, uh, which was called Middle of Everything. It came out in October of, of uh, 2021, and this song is called Better Men. You turn every head in a forum. I'm faded blue jeans and an old pair of boots You're a half glass of red, I'm a whiskey shot watering down I know I ain't no Romeo to make you Juliet 
What you get is what you see And what you see is what you get And I can't explain the way things happen like they do Why that Mississippi is muddy Why the sky is painted blue Why better men than me don't have it better than I do I'm the one that's lying next to you. And that is Better Men by the country music artist uh, Matt Jordan. He is my guest here today. He'll be playing Blueberry Hills Duck Room this Friday. That's March 4th. So, Matt, that this seems like um, maybe a tribute to your wife. It is very much, yeah. I, uh, I write a lot of songs, hundreds a year probably, and I don't write a lot of love songs. They just don't come natural, but I have the best wife in the world. Um, and Betterman came about after a friend of mine was going through a divorce, and I got thinking about uh, why I am fortunate to have the wife that I do, and that's that's kind of how I how I started that song. So when did when were you able to first play it? Uh, whether you're doing it live or playing her a recording of it, when did your wife first hear this song? Oh, I probably sent her a memo of it. I don't know. I was in the basement late at night. I know that, and I recorded it on my phone and probably texted it to her while she was sleeping upstairs. <laughs> so it sounds like you didn't do a big reveal. No, you're, hey, here's what I'm working on. There's no big reveals anymore. There's so many songs in the in the can at this point that there's no big reveals anymore. So is she mm. somebody you're just kind of constantly getting feedback from as as you're writing? Yes, I. When I feel like I'm, when I don't know, when I'm not sure about a song, I tend to send it to her and give her, get her thoughts. She's really supportive, but she's also uh, really good at giving feedback and um, giving me honest advice on, on where I could take songs. She's helped me write a couple lines. Um, so yeah, she's a good person to bounce things off of. She's kind of your editor there. She is, yes. She's, yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's a really good writer and she's a lot smarter than I am, so she's a good editor to have. <laughs> <laughs> so you are pretty lucky to have, lucky, have this yeah. woman in your life. I am. In addition to toting around a two and a half month old baby going oh, yeah. down to Nashville. I oh, mean, yeah. this she's is... a superstar for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. So yeah, that's a lovely song. So that mm-hmm. is, um, the, the idea of a love song like that, that's a little bit out of your wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. you sound very comfortable singing it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. once once you had it down. Yeah, it's, it's right in them that is, um, they just don't come natural. And I think it's because a lot of love songs, I think, can be really cheesy. So I try to write them, and, and they come out cheesy. And so I have, like, two that I'm like, oh, they could actually do this and not feel like a, a goofball. Yeah. Or, you know. And I, I heard there was some St. Louis imagery in there. You're talking about the Mississippi being mm-hmm. muddy. And do you find yourself sort of inspired by the city around you? I do, yeah. And, and I think the longer I've been home, the more I try to pull, you know, St. Louis imagery and, you know, growing up in Eureka, pull that imagery into my songs a bit. And it's just kind of wherever you surround yourself with is is what you're going to write into songs. And a big part of writing songs is, you know, painting a picture. Uh, so when I was in Nashville, I was writing songs with more Southern imagery, and now I'm home and the Midwest is starting to come out a little bit. You're doing that Rust Belt imagery yeah, that's right. there. That's yeah. Right. Well, so... You know, you're doing this all from St. Louis, and we know that anyone can record anything from anywhere. There's great recording mm-hmm. studios in, yeah. in all sorts of cities, not just in Nashville. But I imagine you miss out on some of the networking, these deals that get done just because people yep. know each other. Yep. They they hire each other for things. Is that hard to not be there for that? It is. And, you know, up until our third baby came, I was spending about a week a month in Nashville. Uh, and I'll get back to that soon once he sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I am still there. I do record there. I still have a bunch of co-writers that I write with there. Uh, Zoom, since the pandemic hit, has been great. I still get to write with people and have meetings, even from my basement here in St. Louis. So, yeah, it is hard knowing that I'm missing out on some things. But again, I don't think that 
I think there's a gap in the Midwest where there's not a lot of country music, you know, air quotes around country mm-hmm. uh, being done here. And so, you know, we're kind of trying to take over the Midwest. And so it's there's not a lot of people doing it. So there, there is benefit musically to being here for sure. And so performing wise, um, as you say, not nearly as much competition as you'd find in mm-hmm. Nashville, in right. St. Louis, clubs around town. Are you also going to take this show on the road to other parts of Missouri, beyond Missouri? For sure. That's that's the hope. The, the goal is to play everywhere in Missouri and, and start really in the Midwest and, and hit. There's a lot of good cities where I think there's an appetite for the music we make. Um, within driving distance. I mean, Kansas City, Chicago, Indianapolis, Louisville, Kentucky, um, Southern Missouri, Fayetteville, Arkansas. You know, there's a lot. And so we're really, we really are focused on, on tackling the Midwest first. And, yeah, we want to get on the road for sure. So you're, you're contemplating. You, you feel the road calling at this point. I do. And we're working like crazy to, to get shows. And it's booking is uh, it's a maddening game for an artist uh, without a record deal. And so my nights when my son is sleeping in the basement next to me, I'm sitting there sending booking emails and trying to get shows. So we're we're grinding at it. Wow. So you're grinding. Yep. You mentioned not having a record deal. You have all this music that you've been sort of steadily releasing throughout mm-hmm. the pandemic. Is the goal to get a deal for that to come together as, as an EP or an LP? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I care to have a record deal at this point. Doing it independent is nice because, you know, we kind of talked about I don't really conform to what mainstream countries doing today and that's kind of the ask of most record deals if if you get them so it's nice doing it independent from a standpoint of creative freedom you know um and we got a lot of music i got a lot of music coming out this year we just released heart of the heartland a week and a half ago and there'll be about i don't know probably 15 songs in 2022 wow a lot of songs coming out you're having no problem writing these songs no problem writing yeah yeah we got i have a ton of songs that have never been released and uh, I'm going down to Nashville to record a bunch next ooh, two weeks from now. So, yeah, a lot's coming. And not necessarily looking for the record deal. You want to do it your way. If the right deal approached and offered me something, I might consider it, but it would have to be a good deal. And um, those are hard to come by. Yeah. And so until then, you're going to support your own work, be out on the road, yep. raising awareness of Match Orton. That's right. That's right. Well, people can catch you. You're going to be playing Blueberry Hills Duck Room. This is on Friday. Uh, that's March 4th. The doors open at 7 p.m. The show opens at 8. Um, that'll be a great chance to see what you're up to. Get the live experience yeah. that you're going to be taking to all these other cities. People can hear it here first. Yep, that's right. So, Well, Matt Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And we're going to go out of the show with another song from Matt Jordan. Uh, this is a song Matt wrote eight years ago. This is before he went full-time as a musician, and we're just a songwriter. This episode was produced by Kayla Drake with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.